This is 69 The Podcast. I'm Dave Haynes. 69 has been covering the digital signage industry since the dawn of man, first online and now as a podcast. The goal on here is to make listeners aware of interesting companies, smart people, and new technology developments, all of them meaningful in making digital signage projects happen. I try to help listeners understand sometimes complicated subjects and why they should care. The podcasts are free and I try to get a new one out weekly, but things happen now and then. The 69 Podcast has been gratefully sponsored and supported since the start by Jeremy Gavin and the fine folks at ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. ScreenFeed makes beautiful looking, totally automated content for signage and digital out-of-home networks. Check them out at ScreenFeed.com. 69 has been around since 2006 and the publication and podcast are now owned by Spectrio, which provides customer engagement solutions for business. You can find them at Spectrio.com. DICE is an acronym for Digital In-Store Experience, and that nicely sums up what the Swedish software firm DICE is all about. Around for 20 years now, the company is heavily focused on a retail-centric communications platform sold through solutions providers and other partners in its channel. Now, everybody and their sister identifies retail as a main target vertical solution for their platform, but most software options are designed to serve a wide variety of interests that might include everything from factories and airports to hospitals and schools. DICE on the other hand, it says it's all about retail. I had a good chat with CEO Sebastian Cree about what makes his company's product offer distinct and how DICE defines retail experience. Sebastian, thank you very much for joining me. Can you give me a rundown on your company? Sure, sure thing. Thank you for having me, Dave. Um, so DICE, uh, Digital In-Store Experience. Um, oh, that's talk- the acronym. Okay. That's the acronym, exactly. So uh, Swedish company founded back in 2003. So we've been at it for a while. Yeah. And um, digital signage, but we like to to distinguish that by saying it's in-store experience or digital in-store experience, right? Because it's so much more than just a digital poster. Right. Um, and um, it's sold purely through a network of selected partners, and with the goal of connecting the the online and physical online world and the physical space. Mm-hmm. And by improving the customer experience, so um, with with the the mission understands to build a user experience to love with an intuitive and easy software to to uh, as a tool. So, would you describe Dice as a software company or more of a solutions company that has software? Uh, I would describe us as a and it's an interesting distinction there. I would describe us as a software company. Mm-hmm. Uh, where where we, uh, we we build an, a product company in some sense. So we build the, the platform uh, the, or the the, uh, the suite, which has three parts of it, right? With CMS being the shining star and the player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that we we work with partners for them to to create their experiences and their and their and their uh, offers and opportunities on working with their brands and their mm-hmm. their customers. Okay, so if you say you have a suite, what else is in the suite? I was the CMS. It's a cloud, cloud-based and intuitive CMS. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a design tool that's to, uh, to, uh, to build dynamic content and templates in general, right? Uh, that, mm-hmm. then you, that's used in the CMS. And then we have the software that runs on the media players, both external ones like okay. Windows, Windows, Linux, Brightside, but also SOCs like, like the big ones, Samsung, LG. Philips. Right. So when you're working with largely retail customers and uh, you, you start an engagement with them. What, what all does your company take on and what's taken on by partners? So 
So, so what we do is that we, we only work with partners. Um, so we have from time to time, of course, we, we interact with, with the brands and do that. But we, we, the perfect dice partner is a full service partner that take care of all the, all the pieces in, uh-huh. in the, the, in the offering to the brands. Everything from from creating the content to the the consultancy of creating the uh, the concepts installation mm-hmm. support that, that that's all the partner and what we supply is the the in-store experience platform and the support to the partners. Right. So, so it would be a bit like it, I, I know I understand it's very different, but broadside their their UX their everything is all focused around digital out of home advertising. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Versus uh, probably, you know, high 90s percentile of uh, CMS software companies are general offers that have some specialty aspects to them, but they're they're pretty broadly focused. It, it sounds like you're saying that Dice is very much retail UX designed for retail. That's, that's yeah. where you're going to shine. That's where we're going to shine. Exactly. And that decision was made um quite quite a number of years back where it was more of a general feel to it you could do basically everything you still can but the, the the main focus would be retail and how we interact with the retail needs of campaign management and then structuring of the of all the stores and and the remote management you would need for that mm-hmm. so so it's it's really we we feel that we are the one that's that's focusing on retail and and marketing ourselves as such and that's where we shine and that's where we that's where we have the best results so you have in-store experience. How how do you define experience, and how does the company define it? Because it's it's a very very broad term and uh, used quite a bit. When I don't think there's a <laughs> a real experience to what what they're what's being floated. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but in some sense, it, our way of thinking about it is com- combining the the. Um, the brand and the product experience together with them, what we can add is the, the personalized communication and interaction um, mm-hmm. to, to that could be in, through an improved sales conversation or, or creating the, the customer engagement and from everything, getting the, the correct feeling and vibe in, in the, in the retail space to be able to have that, that um, the really pointy and, and specialized content or communication for any given Mm-hmm. period of time or in, or use case in some sense right so you've been doing this for 20 years uh i, I realize you've you've come over you haven't been there the whole 20 years but the company's been doing it what what what's changed obviously there's a, a lot more adoption of digital in-store than there was 20 years ago but uh i, I suspect the the your, your your target customers are also a lot more sophisticated and yeah. uh, understanding of of how to best use this exactly and and beginning in, in in the in the early days and i've i've not as you said i've been a company before for uh for almost four years um in, in different roles but but it started out as really tech focused and the, the the technology and the power that was that, that you could find 20 years ago was not where it is today of, of course mm-hmm. reading that it took more tech savvy uh and innovations to to make stuff happen um but it's we're seeing it more and more coming moving from really focusing on what the tech is and what the cpu power and stuff is it more to us like what can you do with it and how do you utilize the the, the power that's available mm-hmm. uh, 
I don't know if that was an answer to your question, though, but, uh, but we're, we're, of course, seeing it, looking from, from a perspective, also seeing it being a lot of Windows install or BrightSign installs, where we're seeing mm -hmm. external media players. Now we're, of course, seeing the, uh, the, uh, the SOC devices being much more capable and powerful and being, being something that's growing, for us, at least for us, faster right. than, than the external media players, which are still a clear majority of all the installs we have, but we're seeing, we're getting more and more requests for, for advanced features to be connected with, with triggers and sensors to, mm -hmm. toward plugged into to the, um, to the screen itself. I, I get a sense in a lot of cases, um, let, let's say 15 years ago, if, if a retailer decided to incorporate digital signage into their in-store experience, it quite often was a whole bunch of screens and uh, put on walls where there was available space. And it, it seems now that there's, it's, it's, it's way less about the, the, the sheer idea of having a bunch of screens in a store to maybe it's one or two screens, but really thoughtfully positioned as to, you know, this, this screen in behind the sales counter is for this reason. And this one in the entry area is for this other reason and, and so on. So it's, there's a lot more strategy behind it than before. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That that's exactly right. If we're going back a couple of years, it'd be okay. Now the 90 inch, 90 inch, 98 inch screen was was put to market, and everybody wanted to use it for it's a, it's a cool piece of tech. Mm -hmm. and, and that's also one thing, of course, that could bring it, bring attention. But it's just what do you do with it? You might get a, a better experience or. Or, or the message getting through more, even if it's a 55 inch, right? So we're trying mm -hmm. to take a take a step back from from the actual screen size or tech or LED wall. This is what is the content and working through through a channel strategy in some sense. What do you want? What what's the message and what what do you want your the end users um, to to see and react to? And how mm -hmm. do you compile that to be having a synchronized story also from from like the old the ways we're talking about omnichannel for many, many years, but how we're seeing what's, what's communicated in the digital world on, on websites or in, or in social media, how do you bring that in and make it feel natural when it comes in store? Uh, mm -hmm. So you have a connected customer journey. Uh, we're seeing that the we're getting more and more of those and what our partners are working towards is more and more connected to to that that, that, that journey. That's connected. Right. Yeah. So... If I was to ask you, uh, give me a good example of a company that you and your, your partners are working with uh, where they're, they're really doing a nice job of applying digital in their stores you know, with, without, without putting you on a spot with the retailer <laughs> and making sure they're ones that you're allowed to talk about. Yeah. So were, were you saying that you want, want a partner we're working with or what was your question? Are there things that are done in uh, retail settings that are always reliably impactful and other ones that have been tried. And I'm, I'm thinking about some interactive things I see that are more like novelty than actual having an impact. I, I'm curious what works and what doesn't, I guess, is a shorter way of saying it. Help me understand Dave, what you're, what you're meaning. So I, I have seen some interactive uh, screens put into retail environments, particularly athletic retailing, like sporting goods mm -hmm. stores, mm -hmm. uh, where I, I don't know why they did that other than the simple fact that, hey, it's interactive. You can you can boycott this screen and, and something will happen. 
uh, versus just the right position, the right sort of scale of screen and everything that just, there's nothing fancy about it. It just works. Yeah. And and as, as coming back to what we said a couple of minutes ago, is that just you got to think about what you want to communicate and what you want what you want to send, and how is that to be used in in the in the flow of the the customer journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in some sense, just getting getting a touch application or interactivity working might not might sound like a cool thing on 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 the design board, but how it's then implemented if it's not used in the uh, by the sales team to to be a sales companion, for example, how to utilize mm-hmm. it, then then it might be just as you say, it might be a gimmick or something that's not really encompassed and, and used in the day to day world life in the in the retail space. And the- mm-hmm. when you're working with partners, are you directly involved with the customers, or are you kind of uh, at a relay point where the, the the your partner is talking to the customer and they're they're then coming back to you and saying this is what they're they, they this is functionality they would also like to have. Yeah. So exactly. So we 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 um we work with our partners and as I said from time to time we also invited to talk to the to the brands and mm-hmm. to the to the partners customer. But many times we only learn of a project or, or of a brand when we see the the order of licenses coming in. Right. Uh, so if there's some, and of course we work tightly with our partners to figure out what they're, as they're closer to the end customers than we are on a mm-hmm. daily basis, figure out what what's the, what's the, where's the market, where what are they feeling, feeling, are it in sync with what our product roadmap is, and from time to time, of course, we make altercations to it, uh, but we really feel it's important for us to own the product roadmap and understand where, how we want to evolve the product and try and encompass and, and use the the feedback we get from our partners into adding features or adding workflows, what it, what it might be, right? So mm-hmm. we try not to, to, to build on the product uh, project by project, but in more sense, you know, okay, this is an area where we need to improve or add. And then when that's, when that is built into the product, it's, it's the same for it's, it, it then can be used by all partners and all customers in some sense. So there's only one version of the product at any given Points. Right. Are you hearing or seeing much demand for uh, audience measurement for analytics in store analytics? It, it comes in waves, but mm-hmm. yes, it, it's definitely a thing where where we're seeing it. And then over in Europe, we've seen had some. There's different ways of doing it. Going back, we used cameras a while back, but then through through legislation of GDPR and, and data protection, that's no longer uh, a thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But the definitely for 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 certain projects that's something that's been used uh but not not in the majority of of cases is is that something you can uh provide within the platform or do you, you work with third parties but we would then we work with third parties uh to 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 specify that in some sense so what we do is we we build a product which is then retail focus where that's the market we're aiming for but we also have mm-hmm. a strategy to partner with the best as it's coming with with sensors um like for audience measurement whether it be a radar or a camera or what it be um mm-hmm. then, we, then we have a few that we work with then they can they will be better at making sure that the sensors are up to par and, and doing what they should be doing than we doing it for them right right so then we will partner and the same going for for retail media or do which we also see an increased um, in 
interest in, especially retail media, uh, and how we then work with 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 um, with partners to uh, to do more of the more of the advanced campaign management and and bidding and such, uh, which were not built into our platform. Mm-hmm. Is that something you're feeling pressure to have built into your platform? Not feeling pressure to have built into the platform. The partners we're working with and the, the ones we're talking to, future partners, they see, they they tend to like the idea of us being really good at what we do. And then uh-huh. when we then we can plug in or add in, like for example, a retail media partner um, to us or software that, that that does that, they they seem to like that we are in some sense, honest on what we are really good at and what we what we feel that we don't have to solve all the problems in the world and that we, we can take a niche product like that and, and add that and then the, the, the offering gets better and everybody's on top of the game. Yeah, I've, I've, I've wondered a lot about the, the whole retail media space because it's, it's extremely buzzy for the last year or so. Yeah. And uh, everybody's talking about it, but it... it it still seems like the in-store digital piece is just a little tiny piece of it. And, uh, you know, it gets mentioned, but I don't know that it's, it's really front and center in many plans. In, in, I, would, I would say we're seeing an in, in, in increased talk and, and, and uh, about retail media. And I guess that's also coming in from when we're seeing articles written about, about the value of it and how can you monetize, uh-huh. your, monetize your network. Uh, but when it actually comes to rollouts, Yes, there are definitely a few, but the majority is still the in-store experience and making sure you can communicate in a good and efficient way to uh, to your crowd um, mm-hmm. as a brand. And and when you're managing larger networks of thousands of, of of screens, then you want to make sure also that you have a have a platform or a CMS that that works with that that, that has those capabilities mm-hmm. of of everything from provisioning to to remote management software updates of course and all these things that we sometimes takes for granted but there's 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 better and, and ways of doing it than, than ours in some sense i think we we got a good we got a good good set of features in that area for over a decade ScreenFeed has been the reliable choice for beautifully designed licensed content such as news and weather we handle over 27 million requests a day to deliver dynamic content to 200,000 screens across the globe now we bring you ScreenFeed Connect, a no-code solution that makes complex content projects easy. Projects that used to take our designers and developers weeks became a to-do we could complete before lunch. The easy-to-use browser-based tool leverages pre-built data connections and ready-made widgets to give you the power to design with data. Create team member profiles, schedules, tenant directories, progress boards, featured products, or anything that leverages your data. Discover how Connect empowers you to complete projects faster at screenfeed.com. One of the reasons that retail media is being buzzed or is so buzzy is this idea that in the same way that with e-commerce and online retailing, you've got traceability that you understand somebody came on the site and they saw this and then they bought it. That's there's a conversion rate that they can establish. It's much, much harder to do in physical retail. Are, are you getting uh, requests and, and pushes to somehow or other create some, some more visibility in terms of this, this promotional spot was seen for this period of time, sales went up X amount uh, based on AB samples, blah, 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 yep. uh, that you, you, could, you, you could actually see 
that by using digital media in store, it had this net positive effect. Mm-hmm. And in some sense, that would be um, not trying to to back out the question. Must that uh-huh. that that be more for for our partner, right? That would that would sit and talk directly to the brand. But of course, we uh, as as being responsible for what goes on screen, then we would be able to tell. Okay, these promotional ads were run at this this specific time, like proof of play right. reports, for example. Mm-hmm. And then you, then you need to cross reference that with with the actual data from the point of sale saying, okay, we did, we did these campaigns in these stores and sales went up 10% more than, than stores that didn't have the promotional ad. Okay, let's go mm-hmm. to that one. Uh, but it's more of a combination of us supplying our part and then someone that needs to, okay. to, to, so, to, crunch, to crunch the data um, from, from our partner or from the retailer themselves. I mean, there, there's all kinds of discussions around integration with different kinds of business systems, including point of sale and inventory systems. Yep. Is that something more that your your intermediary partner would sort through and you can provide the the API for your piece of it in terms of uh, play out logs and everything? That that would that's that's the, usually the way it's done done mm-hmm. today. Uh, where we would we would be able to feed our, our partner would be able to that creates the concept for the retailer. They would be able to mm-hmm. pull that data from us and see okay what has actually been played and then, then add other parts of information to it. Uh, uh-huh. So we're not trying to, to in terms of hold on to the information and say, okay, we need all the pieces of the puzzle to be important. Okay, this is what that, this is what we contributed with and we, we know we create value by it. And then you would, if you want to, you could add other dimensions to it, like point of sales, for example, uh, and then do that, do, that, do that math and see what's the ROI, for example. And right. there's there's definitely those those projects or those rollouts that's measured on on ROI, but there's mm-hmm. but I would say that the the vast majority are not based on okay if we invest this much in screens we want to see this much in sales. Um, there are definitely those, but the most ones they're they're coming back to the the experience and feeling they want to create in their physical retail space and mm-hmm. how can we how can we make that better and. Um, and to, to that end, how do they know it's better? How do they? How do you measure experience? That's a good question. Um, that, I guess that that's done in in, mo- in multiple ways. From from the, the just the brand being feeling that this is the message we want to pres- how we want to be seen and how we're doing it. And I know they've been doing um, surveys with customers saying, okay, how do how do you feel this this communication and the, this this um, this experience was compared to, to something else, but mm. in some sense, that's not we. That's not something that we are able to help much with. But then being mm-hmm. being able to to work work through our partners, creating that creates the concepts, right? So, but I guess other parts where we're seeing also operational efficiencies is that when you integrate to to like PIM or dam systems, where we where we can trigger. Um, content and then such make sure that we have the right content running on screens depending mm-hmm. on availability of stock or picking up the product photos and making sure that it's the the content that's on screen is automated by a template instead of someone having to click around and drag files uh, and and pick pick the right naming of the product right uh, so those those guys can focus on doing the the analysis and the smartness and then we can have the the system automate and create the content in an efficient way. Mm-hmm. Are you doing much, or, or put it this way, are, are you seeing your end user customers doing much uh, back of house in uh, like staff facing displays versus 
purely displays that are aimed at retail shoppers? I would say that the 90% of the products we're in is focused on on um, on, re- on 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 the retail floor, mm-hmm. and definitely screens are put in the in the break rooms and such to to display other information. But as has been retail focused, the corporate communications part of it has not been it's not not something that we've dug deep into. Um, but we have we have we have brands and and partners using our software for that. Of course, it's uh-huh. you, can, you can display whatever you want on screen. Um, but the workflows in the product more tend to look at the retail aspect right. and, and, the, and, and the floor. The project starts with what the uh, shoppers are going to see, not with what the uh, staff are going to see. Exactly. That's okay. a good way of putting it. Yeah. Um, in terms of retail technology is, is a very large ecosystem. There's no end of companies providing different kinds of business systems and everything else uh, into retail. Are you seeing... Any other technology companies uh, that aren't pure play digital signage uh, that are like POS companies that are starting to market digital signage capabilities saying, you know, we do these other things for you. We can do this too. Um, yes, we've seen it and we've, we, we, I don't have a, I don't have a name in my, in my head right now, but we've seen different, different views on it and we've, that there's always that. Where we okay, we're doing this really good, but we're really close to this area. Why don't we try and do that also? And we're 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 quite confident then in our abilities and our experience that that we the ones that want to use our product those want they want the the a few extra steps in 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 capabilities within the platform, right? Right. So if you want really really base capabilities, you know, messaging that's not going to change very often at all. Uh, there's no granularity to it. You just kind of put something up in every store and leave it there for a month or something, then any old system might be able to do that. But if you want any level of sophistication, you've got to go to something that's designed for it. That's, that's a good way of summarizing. Yes. There's all, there, there's many, many, many thousands of CMS, CMSs mm-hmm. out there. Um, but there's, when we're talking about the big ones that, that we maybe see as our competitors, then the, the, there's more advanced features in it and making sure that you take the operational standpoint also from, from from adding adding the screen to adding the license and making sure it runs and and having a, have the efficiency during that time, but also when you want to do updates or how you want to monitor the mm-hmm. hardware over time, making sure that so we catch errors before they happen. How we can have alarms for for players not of course not being connected, <clears throat> but also but also having its content scheduling um, is not valid, for example. Like if you have scenarios or, or tags put in on a screen where we can see, okay, for this period of time, no scenario will be, will be valid. Hence the content on screen will, it, will, it won't show anything, but, but fallback content, for example, right? So you mm-hmm. want safe, safety features built in to, to take care of those things or notify you at least of those. Right. And and that's just one example of just going that extra little bit uh, to make sure that you are taking care of the partners we're working with and also the end customers. And and many of the partners we work with, of course, have scheduling services or they offer that to the to the brands and the, and the retailers. But quite a few of them, the retailers, they are in our system, changing, updating, and and adding content uh, together with the uh, with our partner. Right. Uh, so it needs to work with for both um, the large scale efficiency of the of the um, 
of the partner and also with the retail focus, the retailer logging in themselves and adding content to the local store, the local campaign or the regional campaign, whatnot. Is, are, are the Nordic companies in Northern Europe your, your primary market or are you all across Europe? We're all across Europe. And from from early days, we've been, of course, for European companies. So Europe has been our major market, but uh, we're working uh, out of Asia also. We we do have business in 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 Hong Kong, Japan, Australia, and then other parts of southern southern Asia. And been working partly with North America also, um, mainly Canada, and mm-hmm. and a, a few a few cases in in the U.S. Which um, now as 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 we as we talked about when we met last is the it's the the um, the magic step to take for a European company, right? To, to mm-hmm. enter the U.S. market, but we're as the as the size we are at now, where we have a lot of good business and, and a good backbone in Europe, we're we're getting ready to take the uh, take the step across the pond. Okay. And uh, we have a we have a few partners, but we're definitely looking for for more par- partners to help us uh, engage on the U.S. market and the Canadian market for that for that matter. The can you provide some background on how the company is owned and everything now? I, I'm reluctant to say the name of the owner because I'm going to mispronounce it. So I prefer you did that. Yeah, exactly. Vertice it. And the, the story behind that was advertise it. And then ah, I took, okay. took, out, took out the AD in the beginning. So it just became oh, all right. Because I was thinking Vertisite and this and that. And... Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the story of it. And uh, Vertisite is the today the holding company for um, for two companies, Dice being one and Grossfish being the other. Okay. And and, um, and Grossfish is in uh, Austria. They're based. They're, there was. They were. They're an Austrian company founded in yeah. Austria, exactly. But yeah. now f- fully owned by Vertisite. Um, Vertisite's Sometimes vision is to connecting the world of retail and wants to be uh, the the leading uh, uh, platform company within digital in store or in store experience management. Um, and Vertisit purchased or or acquired Dice in 2017 and then started a journey with on, on morphing uh, the Dice journey from from being a lot of on-prem and perpetual licenses to going into to uh, pure pure sauce and mm-hmm. and, fo- and focusing on the retail space and also clinging really tough to and, and, and true to the, the partner channel and how we only work with partners and, and reward loyal partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and coming into to the other company within the group, right, which has their own CMS or, in, or uh, their own platform, uh, which they've, they've been working on. And that were, they were acquired by the group in 2020. So a few years after, and they uh, work with um, with partners, not always through partners, and and to um, to serve the brands with also with added services as agency mm-hmm. and agency services. So it's really the the channel that differs um, uh, the the companies Do the technologies get commingled at all, or do you pretty much operate independently? We operate independently, okay. so that we're we're two 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 different companies, and and uh, there's two two separate softwares. But of course, there's from time to time, like well, what if if we some some of the tech guys might 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 talk, okay, how can we solve this? How can we do that? But within the group, but from a, from a, from a market player, customer player, it's it's two different companies, and we we have a 
in the world, it's like a Chinese wall between us. That, that's what, what, what happens when uh, salespeople from both companies get, uh, get a sniff at the same opportunity? Then we both go at it, and that's happened. <laughs> that's happened from time yeah. to time. There was one quite recently where, where uh, the Grossfish heard of it, and also a Dice partner heard of it independently, and both both ventured into uh, sought the opportunity and and went for it, and it's and it's handled as as two separate things. Right. So we 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 fight for ourselves. That's not. And uh, the the boss just says, "You guys just be adults about it." and and let there's, the best one win. Exactly right. But it co- comes down back to also there. There's of course differences in 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 the products as with with all CMSs. They they have there's slight differences in everything. And we the one that wins had the best or best offer with with the and the, the pro- best product match. Mm-hmm. So there's no decision made in, in in top management. Okay, for this opportunity, we will put this one forward. It's just if it's out there, and and uh, then. If both both one if if both within their different channels market market go to market strategies uh, end up bidding for the same then that's that's allowed and and uh, and the brand will then choose which one they think is best for them and that's the one that should win. All right, uh, last question: what, what might we see out of Dice in 2024? What's coming? What's coming? Um, what we will. Um, We've been working on um, on uh, the CMS. We're getting really good 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 raves about that and being more intuitive than than uh, than, than ever. And I'd just like to mention just one thing before we go into that. Is sure. That we did we did a, a demonstration of the CMS for for a um, now a signed partner, but uh, a couple of months back was a potential partner. And after demoing the the CMS for for 25 minutes, their 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 response was congratulations. And that's something that we took back as being really proud of. Uh, of course, they had a few questions on details, but mm-hmm. it's really intuitive and really nice to, to use. Um, but what we see in 2024 is we'll, we'll add more, more to the playout part of it and how we, so we can cover more, more, um, operating systems as we're running today, the SOC platforms and, and Windows Linux to do improvements on there. So that, that's, um, a part of the, the CMS, of course, it's it's continuous improvement, but I think you'll see see more or larger improvements or larger changes in in the playout area. And do you have a standard ISE? We do have a standard ISE. Okay. And we'd love for you to, of course, come by, and we can show you the we'll we'll launch some of the some of the changes in at at ISE. So so please take your time and swing by, and we'll show, show me your you. latest pots and pans. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, that that was. Uh, sorry. Yeah. That was. That was. That, yeah. Please come by, and and watch us watch new things. Terrific. And All right. Uh, thank you so much for spending the time with me. Thank you so much for having me, Damon. It's a pleasure. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and maybe you learned a thing or two. If you're new to 69, it's a podcast that's been around since 2016. You can click around the archive and find hundreds of conversations with smart industry people. If you're new to digital signage, you need to be reading 169 at 16-9.net. You'll find more than 8,000 posts by me and expert guest writers about this industry. 169 is not a press release republishing mill like a lot of this stuff out there. If something makes it on 169, that means it matters in some way to the business. Everything about 169 is free. 
Great sponsors make my work possible, and the key one here is ScreenFeed, the digital signage content store. Check out all the curated and automated content available at ScreenFeed.com. 16.9, the blog and the podcast, are now owned by Spectrio, which does customer engagement solutions, most of that digital signage, for all kinds of businesses. You'll find them in the Tampa area and online at Spectrio. That's Spectrio.com. You'll find me working out of a sunny back room in my house, located outside Halifax, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. Thanks for listening. I'm Dave Haynes.